from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Mick Whelan of Mick Whelan Safety Services, who provide a comprehensive range of health and safety services, a competitive range rates to help you and your business comply with health and safety legislation and they have a particular focus on mental health. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Mick. Mick, hailing from the lovely County Cork, now a Tipperary woman saying that, you know, I don't know, is there a bit of a conflict there? But I hear that you're doing great things in the whole area of, of safety services. Tell us about the work that you're doing at Mick Whelan Safety Services. First of all, Nolan, there's no animosity between Tipperary and Cork. That's only yeah. once we cross the white line, there's a bit of an animosity there. But on the safety side of the lane, I, I started my business in 2015. And I suppose I'm lucky enough that I came through the pandemic uh, with the, the majority of my clients intact. And I suppose my goal from now on, I suppose post-pandemic, because we've all gone through the pandemic and it, it hasn't been a, an enjoyable experience. And... I suppose I've noticed my some of my employers, employees that I, I can see they're suffering the effects of it, you know. So uh, for the future, along with what I offer at the moment, I'm going to be offering um, mental health awareness training to, to my existing clients and trying to grow it from there, you know. Right, so right now, Mick, what will be the main kind of, the main services that you are offering to your clients? Would you um, have plans uh, for in the future? Yeah, so, 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 all, all types of safety training, Elaine, and consultancy and I do business risk surveys, you know, for for an insurance company just to make sure my clients and other clients are keeping compliant with their statutory requirements around it's health and safety. Really, it's something we can never underestimate, I suppose, the importance of is, is the safety side of things. Because look, when we all, anybody goes out the door in the morning to work and, and just equally the onus is on every employer. But when you do go out the door to work, well, you want to make sure that you come back in that door in the same you know way that you, you went out in the morning time i think from an employer's perspective that's so important that when an employee comes into work in their workplace they obviously want to see them go home to their families or wherever that is um yeah. you know safely that's the big onus yeah look that's that's a first interesting point to learn because um the average is like 50 people don't come home from work you know they set out in the morning and they kiss their partner or kids goodbye and they don't come home and that's a very sad statistic and i don't personally quote those statistics to to, to my clients uh i try and keep them as safe as, as humanly possible you know um but the statistics the statistics are real um approximately yeah, 50, 50 people that's one person per week one person per week yeah and, right. and for something that's obviously probably very avoidable i suppose yeah does look there's a lot of factors elaine and and I know through my my college uh, studying that human factors will probably play play a part in someone doing something that was probably out of character or they took mm -hmm. a chance. We've all taken chances. Look, I'm not I'm not because I work in health and safety. I'm not an angel. I've done crazy things myself, but I've learned from my own experiences, and I suppose I try and pass on those experiences to my clients, you know, and and their employees. So, Mick, what was your initial motivation for setting up the company? Because obviously, you know, there's always something behind the main drivers. You know, what was the main reason why you went and set up? Um, I suppose, Elaine, one of the main drivers, I suppose. Well, one of the main drivers was 
I've heard of a couple of businesses having to close down because um, an employee had an accident at work and the insurance company refused to quote him for insurance. And I know one of those pers people personally and I, I saw the effect it had him at the time and I thought, Jesus, that's not a good a good scenario, you know. So, and then I suppose the real driving factor was in 2014, after something like 27 years of constant work, I found myself unemployed. And I thought, look, I had a diploma done at that stage from 2008. And I was generally interested in trying to do the right thing around safety. So I delved into the safety world. And I, my, my goal always was try and do it right, do the right thing get the clients to do the right thing and get their employees to try and do the right thing which could be challenging at times because we're all different like Tipperary, Cork, Dublin. <laughs> we, we, we can't all be from Corkland you know that's the kind of. <laughs> and I suppose you know there, there always has to be that that onus again as it comes back to the employer you know making sure that their the workplace is a safe place you know. Yeah. So make, you, you mentioned there at the start you know how you've kind of maybe progressed or, or expanded your service offering I'm not away from just the health and safety side of things. Tell us more about, you know, how the business has evolved since you set up back in 2015. Um, like, I, I suppose at the start of the lane, I, I, I mostly did safety training, um, your typical manual handling, forklift training. Then I got into site safety audits. Um, and I, I have to say at this stage, I love what I do. I love providing a good service. Um, I suppose I, I love meeting people, probably talking. I like talking to different people and learning about people ultimately. And I suppose I obviously kept up the education side of it. I kept my finger on the pulse around statistics and what's going on. Um, so I, I have to say, touch wood, 2022, things are looking up for me, you know, which is great, uh, you know. Congratulations. I hear that you've recently graduated, Mick. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the studies that you're after doing? <laughs> Yeah, I, I started in 2019, pre-pandemic, um, Elaine, and look, I suppose in twenty in November 2019, I was thinking of bailing out completely out of that program because I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I was struggling with the whole work-life thing, you know, and mm -hmm. I think someone said last week, the hamster wheel, I had to step out of the hamster wheel and kind of re-gauge and reanalyze things and I continued on and thanks to my lead lecturer Birgit Greiner so I have to give her a shout out Brilliant. Um, and I continued on obviously during the pandemic which was very very challenging because the classes went online from March 2020 which seems a lifetime ago now mm -hmm. um, so thankfully I stuck I stuck at it and I finished I handed in my dissertation in November 2021 and the topic of that was around uh, mental health in, in the construction sector, which I probably do around 70% of my work in the construction sector. Right. So, yeah. so you have first-hand experience of the importance of, I suppose when we think of health, it's not just about, you know, health and safety, it's not just about avoiding the blood or the plaster or the cut or the fall or the whatever. Actually, there's a whole other side to being healthy, isn't there, in the workplace? Yeah, and I suppose the opening night of the um, back in September 2019, they asked us, what, why were we here and what was our goals? And I always had it, uh, Elaine, that whilst the title is health and safety, I found that we were always focusing on safety on the site, which is obviously very, very important, but mm -hmm. the statistics will show like that there's a lot of people and people suffering in silence in the construction sector because 
uh, there's a whole stigma around talking up about mental health. And I found myself being the vocal, vocal person because I had a platform because I found myself as an independent person. I could speak up without having any fear of someone, um, I suppose, not having the target on my back. But like there, have, there, there has been loads of surveys done, Elaine, that 50% of people uh, believe that if they say they have a mental health issue at work, they think it will stop their, pro- their chance of progressing within that company. Mm-hmm. That's like one and two. That's too high of a statistic. Um, Absolutely. And that's what we know of. Yeah. So it's shocking to think that there are so many people. And as you said, the industry that you've got firsthand knowledge in being the construction industry is one mm. very much so where it's nearly, you, you know, people maybe keep silent on those type of problems and issues more so. And that's yeah. even down to the demographic and the profile, you know, being the male cohort of a certain age group where yep. I know that it affects more and, mm. you know, they don't talk as much. They don't, they don't share they don't. as much. And I suppose knowing that it's okay not to be okay is a big that's, thing. That's the kind of tagline. And look, the statistics are, 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 are they're not great statistics. Like in the U- UK and Ireland, every day two two male construction workers die by suicide so that's a that's a very high statistic too high a statistic too high like um and i i I suppose i i have known plenty people that died by suicide and i suppose look the old mantra is if you can prevent some one person you know that's that's my kind of mantra every day i i i kind of go out to help if i can meet one person and i have been I have been the confident for a lot of people um, and I think I've helped a lot of people along their struggles. So, so that, that must make, be fierce fulfilling and makes so no wonder the, there's been motivation drive behind you to go on at this stage and to complete yeah. your master's in occupational health, get your mm. dissertation done, but really to focus on that aspect of health and safety, which is the mental health, which isn't necessarily something that you hear. Mick, what's been your biggest challenge in growing the business? Because look, we have come through a very difficult two to three years and you iterated that with yourself and, and you know, the, the work-life balance and all of that. But you know, since you decided to set up the health and safety side of things and now as we know it's evolving, what has been your biggest challenge? I suppose there's a, there has been a few, Elaine. Um, I suppose time management. Um, I suppose the whole work-life balance where I'd be preaching to my clients that you must do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. I found myself going home doing the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a confession. And I suppose at, at the start, I was my administrator. I was my bookkeeper. I was my timekeeper. I was my invoicing. I was my receptionist. And I suppose I, it, it wasn't sustainable. So I, I, I've kind of built a mini backroom team, which I have to give great, great credit to. And... Like they have helped it, helped make it easier for me, you know. Um, plus having a, a a good a good woman behind me, Elaine. That's it. Behind every good man, there's an even better woman, isn't that what they there say? Is, without there is. being and too I, sexist. <laughs> I have to be. I have to. I have to give them a shout out. My family, my my mm. wife and two kids. You know. So. No, and like that, it's great. You know, as you said, when you do come to a certain stage and you are setting up in business and you are taking on extra studies and all of that, it's so so important to have a good support network behind you because uh, we can't do it in our own. And for any of our listeners out there that are considering maybe going back and furthering your studies and that, you know, it's really important maybe to consider your family life and you know and it was me actually that mentioned about that proverbial hamster wheel you know sometimes you just need to mm. stop that wheel and to get off and to you know to stop and to pause and to analyze mm. where we're at and look we mm. can't put our hands around the world or the earth but no. you know to focus on what you can do and to yeah. do that well and i think that's something that you're you're doing very well you know Mickey, yeah. 
you know, to joke a lot of this, you know, it requires a lot of, I suppose, you know, strengths. What would you say your key strengths are? Uh, I suppose the strengths, I suppose. I'm honest with people, um, Elaine. Um, sometimes I tell them what they don't want to hear. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm firm and I think I'm fair. That might be a bit, uh, a bit corny, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I suppose I, I, I have strong morals. Um, I believe in doing it right. I think some famous person said it, do it right first time. I think that comes from the whole lean um, mm-hmm. concept. Does, yeah. the, the Japanese probably do it right first time. Um, because in our game, we can't afford to make a mistake, uh, Elaine. We can't mm-hmm. afford to give the wrong advice or just tell people what they want to hear. It's not, it's not that. And sometimes we just have to stand people down and say, look, this is not happening. We can't go on like this. Or there's going to be the dreaded accident and yeah. someone isn't. You know, so I love your talk of honesty there because sometimes, as you said, they're very rightly so. And it, it really struck a chord with me, Make is that you know, sometimes we need to tell people not necessarily what they want to hear or would like to hear, but maybe what's necessary that they hear. Exactly. Um, and that's exactly. about staying really true to your to your morals and to your values, make that you know, you doing the best that you're doing. Yeah, and like I tell them straight, uh, Elaine, and I don't I'm not a keyboard, I don't tell them in an email. I just mm. because look. I know there has to be accountability and transparency and an email thread, but I don't believe in that because I find the personal approach and most of my clients understand that I will tell them what <laughs> the way it should be done. And a funny story there, and safety gets a bad rap, you know. Mm-hmm. I was in a, one of my first jobs was I was a safety officer in the Cork prison, the building of the new Cork prison, and. I was in the bathroom and one of the project managers came in and said, you're not making a very good impression on the site because he said, how we know you're making a good impression is if people are talking ill of you, that you're, uh, you know, the, a few buzzwords there, we want, mm-hmm. we want. <laughs> we leave them I, out. I, I, I thought from that, like that day forward, I thought like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can get your job done by being a nice person. And 100%. Some, well, like, like the goal is to get people home safely and, and, because at the end of the day, we spend one third of our day at work. So mm-hmm. that's that's a very key part. We spend another third in bed. <laughs> and we that's spend it. another third we spend another third with our family. And that's key. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we need to we need to focus on that, like is, no, is my- Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that that's something I always preach is was look, people by people. And the fact mm. that if you can communicate personally and under mm. trying to, yes, we can back things up with an email afterwards. But I agree with you, the personal approach as the first step is always the best way forward, isn't mm. it? Mm. You know, oh, it is, yeah, it is. You, you know, you obviously through your studies and, and how passionate you are about mental health and safety and your insights into the construction side and, and all of that stuff. You know, have you, do you take your inspiration from anywhere? I have I have taken my inspiration, but I, I, I don't think, they might like me mentioning him on there, but I have one very good um, a, bi- a businessman in North Cork. Um, I would often have good chats with him. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, a, he's a successful businessman, but he's also very down to earth. Um, and he talks the same language as I do. And also from the same organization, there's another good man. I would ring him and ask him and he would always give me good nuggets of advice, you know. And I suppose they're down, they're down with the people, you know, so... No, and I, that's it. And it's, it is so important to have mentors, and not just one mentor of others. Tell me, do you, do you read much or do you listen to anything, Mick? Or 
uh, I, uh, I found that a challenge uh, for the masters and the, the reading <laughs> part of it. But I would I I, I listen to a few podcasts. Um, I don't know are you familiar. I don't mm. like sending this note off from Cork, but I have to. <laughs> I like the story, the two narrows. Um, oh, very good, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brezzy, I listen to Brezzy from the hall. I suppose I like his story. He suffers from anxiety. Mm-hmm. He's very vocal about it. And there's another girl there in England, Dr. Julie Smith. She gives good bite-sized, bite-sized pieces of information that are very, very beneficial, you know. Um, so it just shows that you're continually learning as well. Mick, do you know what I mean? No matter, so it, it never stops. So look, here from us here at the All-Ireland Business Foundation, it's no wonder that you've been accredited three years in a row as a business all-star, but more yeah. recently have been have received your thought leader accreditation. And given yeah. your recent success with your studies, your dissertation, and your expertise in the whole area of health, and very importantly, mental health, you know, mm. that's a credit to you, Mick. How does yeah. being acknowledged by the AIBF, what does that mean to you? Oh, look, uh, look, obviously, back in 2018, it was a great honour um, because, look, I know the, I know the accreditation pr- process is, is very, very detailed. And I suppose they got, to, they got to speak to one of my mentors, actually, which is great. And I know he gave me a glowing reference, which is a great endorsement for, look, because, look, we can be, we often ask ourselves, are we doing enough? Could we mm. do better? And to be judged by someone externally is a great honour, you know, so... I, I take great pride in it. And look, I suppose when you asked me earlier about nuggets of advice, I get great nuggets of advice from fellow uh, business foundation members. Um, you know, the cup of tea in the chat, uh, even yourself, Elaine and Capil and Lisa and mm. Jennifer, not to leave anyone out, you know. Yes, no, the team, absolutely. The team, yeah, the, yeah. Team, the team, I suppose. It, it's, it's, and look, I, I talked to... I talk to everyone, you know, so I uh, and I, I take pieces of advice from everyone, you know, so. Yeah, now, that's uh, good to hear. It's good to hear as well that you're, you know, that you are networking within the tribe of business all-stars. Yeah, and that's one thing yeah. we pride ourselves on here at the foundation is making ourselves open and accessible, you know, to mm. everybody and to all of our business all-stars to help help yeah. them on the journey. So tell us, yeah. Mick, what's next for Mick Whelan Safety Services? What's next, I suppose? Um, I know, Elaine, that I suppose I, I got to keep keep McQueen Safety Services continue on to offer the services that we offer, and I suppose I'm passionate about mental health awareness and providing uh, employers the support network for their employees and keep their employees at work. And look, I don't want to rattle off statistics, Elaine, but there's a lot of people, in my opinion, suffering in silence in work in work, and I want to try and provide. And awareness around mental health and reduce the stigma around mental health. Um, no, there's no one person can do it, but I, I certainly will make a good uh, stab at it to to provide that service to to employers and both employees. You know, so you know, and, and um, you'll be making yeah, and really you'll be making such a positive impact. I think with that mix, so I think kudos to you for you know, really focusing on, I suppose, something that we all need to pull our socks up on with regard to levels of awareness and um, with regard to that whole mental health side of things. And even for any of us outside of, say, the construction of those industries, we all yeah. just need to be so much in tune with ourselves and to mm. be there for others, you know, if they do need that, that, um, that, that I won't say shoulder to cry in, but that person to talk to. Um, I suppose just one one statistic, um, Elaine, that, that people mightn't be aware of and I think it raises a lot of eyebrows 
mm-hmm. when I talk to people is one in four people will access uh, a mint uh, will access the Department of Health with a mental health issue uh, throughout their life. You know, it's just one in four. That's a very very high statistic. It is, yeah. So if you put yourself into a room with four people and you think one of those people and look, I suppose especially business people. Uh, business people need to look after themselves and it's like i i use the analogy of the the parachute like you need to protect yourself to be able to protect other people and i'm very conscious of that myself as a business person that if if you don't look after the captain of the ship you know mm-hmm. and a lot of business people out there they do the long hours and it, you probably know Lynn, it can be a lonely place at times absolutely and, yeah um and that's why i suppose elaine I enjoyed the networking with the All Ireland Business Foundation because it's it's a great opportunity to just to forget about work for, mm-hmm. for for a little while, network people with people on the same level, and you know that's that's a good so thing. So Mick, I think I'm really looking forward to you know continuing to work with you and to serve you here at the All Ireland Business Foundation, especially in light of I suppose the avenue down the mental health awareness side of things. And mm. I look forward to having further discussions with you. And if any of our listeners are here today, and if any of these issues, you know maybe strikes a chord would like to know more about it me exactly. how can they get how can they get in touch with you well i i i suppose the the website is mw safety services um and the facebook page i have over 2000 likes on that and linkedin i my linkedin page is is my, is my own personal uh name on that and fantastic so, if, so if you're, you're easy to get to in other words i mean i'm easy to get to um so and i suppose look Onwards and upwards, I suppose, Elaine. No, um, now, before I let you go now, Mick, I think I want our listeners to get to know the Mick Whelan a little bit better himself. Well. So I'm going I'm <laughs> to lift the, I'm gonna lift the bonnet of the car now, Mick, right? Oh. And I'm going to fire a few very quick, fast round questions to you. <laughs> I want you just to answer quick and not to think too hard or long or anything oh, like that. Just yeah. give me the first thing that comes into your head. Mick, yeah. what's your most cherished possession? Now, it can't have a heartbeat. Oh, I can't have a heartbeat. Uh, I suppose my phone. Your phone. Okay, I could mm. succumb to that one very much so. Yeah, if yeah. you could send some advice back in time to your 20-year-old self, what wisdom would you share? Uh, I would say, and look, again, a shout-out. I hope this is, goes out before the leaving cert. I, 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 I would tell my daughter that education, the school, is the best days of your life. Um, at 20, I, I would have told myself, go back a couple of years and stay in school. Because <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I left school at... I left school at my intercept, which is not a good thing, you know. Uh, right. Very good. But look, you've, you've made great inroads, Mick, and you're after doing a master. So I have. I've, I've caught up in time now. Yourself yeah. that. So tell us, Mick, tell us something yeah. that most people wouldn't know about you. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Any secrets to share? <laughs> uh, my, I, my nickname, will that, will that do? Will Go that? on, that'll do. Go on. My, my nickname is The Bull. <laughs> is The Bull. <laughs> Is that like the bull hairs? The bull hairs. <laughs> I, uh, I, I look up to the bull hairs. Yeah, the bull hairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, Ver- I got it from the sport field, I think, Elaine. Really, Very really good. Cool. Excellent. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a football player. Uh, a football yeah. player? Professional football player. Very good. And how did that fare out, Mick? we'll leave it at that will we (laughs) so come here to move on from that one if you were to have a dinner party and invite any four people who would you invite oh i don't i actually would invite the bull hairs would you believe that go away i'd invite the paula connell yeah i'd invite ray keen 
mm-hmm. and I'd invite one more. Um, Not um, at all. Do I do I get a say no? <laughs> you can come. Can I come? Uh, I, 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 I suppose I suppose the one thing for sure, whoever's coming to the dinner party, it will have a good crack. Uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Game on. Game on, game on. And to close to close out, Mick, if you had a motto, what would that be? I suppose my motto, Elaine, is love, live, and laughter. That's a bit corny, but um you have to have people to love, you have to live your life and, and don't take it for granted. Um and I suppose the last one, have a laugh. It's not all we, we are, you know. We're 100%. We're on tough times. We're after coming through a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose, Elaine, I suppose I had it in my head to give a shout-out to Pard O'Callaghan because at the Foundation Summit, for a young fella his age, and I got the pleasure of talking to him, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And I know other Celtic supporters, which is a big help. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Very good. I, he was uh, absolutely that, amazing. That young fella is top class. Uh, yeah. And he sees only his ability which is brilliant and i, I come in and, and i think and if only all of the rest of the population could only see our, our abilities there'd be much less mental health issues and problems i think among society so on that note mick i'd like to thank you so much for joining me on aibf business talk today for any of our listeners out there please do get in touch with Mick to find out all about his fantastic health and safety services especially down the mental health side of things go on to check him out on facebook on LinkedIn and also his website. So Mick, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. goodbye.